0: Hello and welcome everyone to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Wednesday, September 27th, and I hope that you are having a wonderful day. If this is your first time listening, I wanna say welcome. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, no specific topics, and no specific categories. We do, however, have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. So today is Wednesday, which means we're halfway through the week. We're halfway to the weekend and we're halfway through the difficulty of our trivia rounds. Now, as always, if you find this episode to be a bit too challenging for your taste, well, I encourage you to listen to it anyway. As a matter of fact, I encourage you to listen to every day this week, including the hardest days, just because you never know. You might surprise yourself. You might know the answer to some questions. And even if you don't, you might learn something along the way. As always, if you find this episode to be a bit too simple, you know, if you find these uh, trivia questions to be a bit too easy, well, check in tomorrow on Thursday where we make it even harder. So without any further delay, let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. What famous Roman leader is known for saying the phrase Veni, Vidi, Vici, which means I came, I saw, I conquered? And the answer there is Julius Caesar. Gaius Julius Caesar was a Roman general and statesman. As a member of the First Triumvirate, Caesar led the Roman armies in the Gallic Wars before defeating his political rival Pompey in a civil war, and subsequently he became the dictator from 49 BC until his assassination in 44 BC. He played a critical role in the events that led to the demise of the Roman Republic and the rise of the Roman Empire. It is believed that Julius Caesar first declared Veni Vidi Vici in a letter to the Roman Senate following his swift and complete victory in the Battle of Zila. Uh, The Battle of Zila, by the way, is in modern-day Turkey. Now, yesterday we did a question on who was the first Roman emperor, and that was actually Augustus, that is not Julius Caesar. So I thought today I might throw one out there for Julius Caesar. So, once again, Julius Caesar... He is known for saying the phrase Veni Vidi Vici, which translates to I came, I saw, I conquered. Question number two Who played the role of Elliot Ness in the 1987 film The Untouchables? And that actor was Kevin Costner. The Untouchables is a 1987 American crime film that is loosely based on the book of the same name and the real life events it was based on. The film stars Kevin Costner, Charles Martin Smith, Andy Garcia, Robert De Niro, and Sean Connery. It follows Elliot Ness, who's played by Costner. As he forms the Untouchables, it's a team that is designed to bring down Al Capone to to bring him to justice during the Prohibition era. I actually just recently watched the Untouchables uh, just last year, last April, on a flight to Europe. Not bad. Not bad. I'm a, I'm a Kevin Costner fan. I'm an even bigger Robert De Niro fan. So anything that those two are in, I'm at least willing to give it a try. So once again, that was Kevin Costner playing the role of Elliot Ness in the 1987 film, The Untouchables. Question number three. What instrument is Ray Charles known for? And Ray Charles, of course, is famous for playing the piano. Ray Charles Robinson Sr. was an American singer, songwriter, and pianist. He is regarded as one of the most iconic and influential singers in history, and was often referred to by contemporaries as the genius. Charles was blinded during childhood, probably due to glaucoma. Later on at a special school for the blind, He was taught how to use braille music, a different process that requires learning left-hand movements by reading braille with the right hand, then learning the right-hand movements by reading braille with the left hand. Then you combine the two parts. Uh, To me, that sounds quite complicated, but evidently it worked quite well for Ray Charles. Now, fun fact, Ray Charles was apparently also a talented chess player. He would use a special board that allowed him to play since he couldn't see the board. So once again, that is Ray Charles, not just a chess player, but known for playing the piano. Question number four. In pastry, what term is used to describe dough folded and rolled with layers of butter to create flaky layers? And that term is puff pastry. Puff pastry, also known as a pâte feuilletée, is a flaky light pastry made from a laminated dough composed of dough and butter or another solid fat. The butter is put inside the dough, or vice versa, making a patin that is repeatedly folded and rolled before baking. The gaps that form between the layers left by the fat melting are pushed or leavened by the water turned to steam during the baking process. So that's what gives it its light, flaky texture. And that, that's what gives us the puff pastry. Moving on to question number five. What is the Latin ballroom dance style that has the rhythm one, two, one, two, three? And that dance style is called the cha-cha-cha. The cha-cha-cha, also called the cha-cha, is a dance of Cuban origin. It is danced to the music of the same name, introduced by the Cuban composer and violinist Enrique Jorin. Enrique Jorin came up with it in the early 1950s, and the name of the dance is an onomatopoeia derived from the shuffling sound of the dancers' feet when they dance to consecutive quick steps characterize the dance so you can kind of hear it when you say it right it's one two one two three or cha-cha cha-cha-cha so that is the cha-cha or the cha-cha-cha the latin ballroom dance style with the rhythm one two one two three moving on to question number six who is often considered the father of modern medicine And the father of modern medicine was Hippocrates. Hippocrates, of Kos was a Greek physician of the classical period who is considered one of the most outstanding figures in the history of medicine. He is traditionally referred to as the father of medicine in recognition of his lasting contributions to the field, such as the use of prognosis and clinical observation, the systematic categorization of diseases, or the formulation of humoral theory. The Hippocratic school of medicine revolutionized ancient Greek medicine, establishing it as a discipline distinct from other fields with which it had traditionally been associated. Thus, this established medicine as a profession. So, next time you go to your doctor, you can thank Hippocrates of Kos, the father of modern medicine. Question number seven. In Greek mythology, what creature is typically depicted as a serpent with multiple heads and is known for regenerating two heads for each one that is cut off? And that creature is called the Hydra. The Lernaean Hydra, more often known simply as just the Hydra, is a serpentine water monster in Greek mythology and Roman mythology. Its lair was said to be the Lake of Lerna in the Aragold, which was also the site of the myth of the Danades. Lerna was reputed to be an entrance to the underworld, and archaeology has established it as a sacred site older than that of the Mycenaean Argos. In the canonical Hydra myth, the monster is killed by Hercules as the second of his 12 labors. Now, this reminds me, of course, of the movie Hercules from the 1990s, the Disney movie. Oh, great movie. Great scene when he kills the Hydra. Remember, he smashes the rock. All the rocks come down and crush the monster. Classic. A classic scene. So that killed by hercules that was the hydra question number eight who is the inventor of the telephone famously credited with the first successful transmission of clear speech over a wire And that inventor was Alexander Graham Bell. Alexander Graham Bell was a Scottish-born inventor, scientist, and engineer who is credited with patenting the first practical telephone. Bell's father, grandfather, and brother had all been associated with work on elocution and speech, and both his mother and his wife were deaf This profoundly influenced Bell's lifelong work. His research on hearing and speech further led him to experiment with hearing devices, which eventually culminated in Bell being awarded the first U.S. patent for the telephone on March 7, 1876. Now, reportedly, Bell actually found telephones to be quite disruptive, And he actually didn't allow one even in his workshop. Workshop, He thought it was too much of an interruption. So that was Alexander Graham Bell. Maybe he didn't use it all the time, but he certainly invented the telephone. Moving on to question number nine. The Mackinac Bridge connects what states to peninsulas? and that state is Michigan. The Mackinac Bridge, which is also referred to as the Mighty Mac or Big Mac, is a suspension bridge that connects the upper and lower peninsulas of the US state of Michigan. It spans the Strait of Mackinac, a body of water connecting Lake Michigan and Lake Huron, two of the Great Lakes. Opened in 1957, the 26,000-foot-long bridge is the world's 27th longest main span and is the longest suspension bridge between anchorages in the Western Hemisphere. So that is quite a long bridge. As a matter of fact, 26,000 feet, it's roughly equivalent to 4.9 miles. That's right, almost five miles long. Uh, For people who are not in the United States, it's equivalent to about eight kilometers. So that is the Mackinac Bridge connecting the two peninsulas of Michigan. Moving on to our last question of the day, question number 10. What river is most mentioned in the Bible? And that river, central to the Bible stories, is the Jordan River. The Jordan River, or River Jordan, is a two hundred and fifty-one kilometer long it's (equivalent to about one hundred fifty miles) two hundred and fifty-one kilometer long river in the Middle East that flows roughly north to south through the Sea of Galilee and on to the Dead Sea. The river holds major significance in Judaism and Christianity. According to the Bible, the Israelites crossed it into the Promised Land. And Jesus of Nazareth was baptized by John the Baptist in it. Other rivers mentioned in the Bible include the Euphrates and the Nile. But the Jordan River is the most mentioned of the Bible. So that will conclude this round of My Daily Trivia. If you found this round to be a bit too challenging, I think you should check in tomorrow anyway. As a matter of fact, I think you should listen to Friday as well. As always, if you found this round to be a bit... uh, a bit too simple. Well, not to fear. Tune in tomorrow on Thursday. We're going to make it a little bit more difficult. I want to thank you again for listening to my daily trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and I will see all of you tomorrow.